0: Insurance can be complicated, and that's why The Zebra was created. Uh, when you use thezebra.com, the insurance kind of finally feels like it's, it's in black and white. Uh, no more confusion, just honest rates from real companies. The Zebra is the nation's leading insurance comparison site for car and home insurance. They can help you save money. Today, it is really easy to do. Just go to thezebra.com, answer a few questions to compare accurate insurance quotes for free. And don't worry, The Zebra protects your personal information and makes sure there is no hidden fee uh, or surprises along the way. The best part, you can secure your insurance from thezebra.com over the phone or from one of their licensed insurance agents. How much money can you save on home insurance? Visit thezebra.com slash Beck, T-H-E-Z-E-B-R-A, thezebra.com slash Beck. Uh, for insurance in black and white, make it easy, thezebra.com. We've got some more on COVID, maybe a little vaccine talk. Got some Andrew Cuomo coming up this hour. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Back in a second.
1: What you are about to hear is the fusion of entertainment. Pat and Stu, uh, you can listen to my show, Pat Gray, Unleashed, every weekday morning immediately preceding this, or anytime on podcasts, Stu Does America, 8 p.m. Eastern, Yeah, I think in Central there. No, that's right, on Blaze yeah. TV, okay. 8 p.m. Eastern. Good. Thank you, Pat. All right. Uh, So the vaccine uh, is going really well in certain countries. Uh, Israel, are you aware that Israel is over 50% now in at least... Part of the vaccine being administered
0: yeah they're almost i think they might be up to, to uh, 50 percent
1: fully vaccinated vaccinated now. yeah yeah uh, it's amazing what fully they're vaccinated.
0: doing 50.4
1: percent as okay. of today wow mm-hmm. so out of nine million that's about four and a half million people vaccinated already and so they're getting these uh badges now the green badge which yeah the vaccine passport yeah yeah uh which is ironic because, uh, uh, yeah, we know. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll see how that works out. It's apparently going really well, though, as far as the, the, uh, the virus is concerned. Their numbers are way down.
0: Yeah, way down. Yeah, we can go
1: to some of that here. Yeah, we'll go over that and uh, lots more coming up in 60 seconds.
0: Welcome to the wide and wonderful world of advanced sleep technology. It exists wherever there is a product made by MyPillow. Because Mike Lindell is at the forefront of the drive to make every night a good night of sleep. Whether it is the original MyPillow, which is the best pillow you're ever going to put under your head. Or the the Giza Dream Sheets made of Egyptian cotton and just getting softer every time you sleep on them. And then of course there is the mattress topper. Guarantees you the most restful, deep healing sleep of your life, made of three layers that provide superior support, evenly distribute body weight, and regulate temperature throughout the night. Sleep is important. Make it comfortable. The mattress topper turns into a, uh, uh, it turns even an uncomfortable bed, even if your bed is like awful. uh, This can make it comfortable for you. Uh, Right now, you can get 30% off the mattress topper plus two standard MyPillows in one great bundle. It's a great deal. Log on to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and use the promo code Beck to receive this offer. Uh, The mattress topper and pillows come with a 10-year warranty and 60-day money-back guarantee. Again, it's MyPillow.com. The promo code is Beck or give them a call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117 for MyPillow.com.
1: All right. So in uh, Israel, apparently people are pretty open to getting the vaccine. Um, I, I have kind of a different impression of many Americans because I hear from a lot who just sure have no intention of ever being vaccinated. Yeah, the polling is has it, been
0: pretty consistent. It's, it's improved as far as people wanting to take the vaccine, which is what you would expect, right? There, it's been basically the entire time broken down like this. About 40% of people are like. Absolutely. Give me the vaccine. Like, give it mm-hmm. to me. I'm ready for it. Day one. I'm rushing down. Throw throw some needles at me. Whatever sticks in. and I'll take that one. They're fine. About 30 percent of people are like, say, basically, I'm open to it. But I want to kind of see if everyone starts dropping dead first. You know, mm-hmm. like, can you have can I not be first mm-hmm. in line? Let me just see if people these needles go in people's arms and they just spontaneously combust. If that doesn't happen. All right, I'll go check it out. Uh, then there's about 20% of the population who says, I don't want to get it, but, like, if I have to, like, if work tells me I need to do it, or I, I can't get into any, I can't take any flights because I can't get a vaccine, all right, right, I'll whatever, I'll do it. And then there's about 10% of the population that is, like, kind up ideologically against, you know, vaccines in general or this particular vaccine for some reason. Um, so the polling's been pretty consistent uh, in that general format. Some of the people... Who have were in that thirty percent group that say, "Look, uh, I'm I'm open to getting it, but I'm a little worried." Some of those people have now moved into the "I'm going to get the vaccine" group. So it's and some of the people have received the vaccine already in that group. Mm -hmm. So it is most people are fine getting it. They realize you know they they might not be excited about getting a shot, but they're going to go through it and get it anyway. Um, I think. There's a certain percentage of people, you know, it seems to be about 10 percent that are just, you know, ideologically against the vaccine for whatever reason. or just don't think it's going to work or don't think it's safe or healthy. And I don't think you're going to change those people's minds. You know, that's just the way, you know, the way they've you know, processed the information. A larger part of that area, though, are, are people who just don't go to the doctor all that often. You know, people who that, those are the people that are reachable on the vaccine. People who just like don't tend like there's a lot of people who like never go to the dentist, for example, like, you know, mm-hmm. they just don't ever do it. And it's a, it's a surprisingly high percentage of the population that, you know, don't get dental care for decades on end. Right. And the same thing happens with doctors that, you know, especially um, in minority communities, in communities in inner cities that just don't have access or don't have money or don't desire to go see the doctor for every little thing. And they just don't come in contact that often with medical professionals. So there's some skepticism there as well. And I think that's those are the people they're going to try to reach. In Israel, they have kind of the same problem where the Orthodox communities are much less likely to want to get the vaccine for ideological reasons. So those communities are much harder for the government to get the vaccine, too. But they are at, as you point out, Pat, over now 50% fully vaccinated in Israel they lead the world by a very large margin uh in that in that world let's see if i can get the exact uh numbers this is this is fully vaccinated numbers right now here we go 50.4% in Israel number 2 is Bahrain at 12.9 wow so a
1: huge huge gap there uh, because we're at between partially and fully vaccinated i think we're at around 20% aren't we and f- between those who have gotten one of the two shots and those who've gotten both of them
0: i've got that right here um
1: it's not quite oh you mean between both yes i'm yeah. sorry yeah here we go um
0: so uh at least one dose in the united states uh-huh 18 plus population 27.9 percent has already received one dose but more importantly here right for this particular virus is the 65 plus population now, 65 percent of that population has received at least one dose, which was the important group. Yeah. And look, you know, the Biden administration can try to take credit for all of this, which is Completely ridiculous, right? Mm -hmm. Like the the, during the Trump administration, they developed the vaccine, they got it all ready, they did all the testing, they got it all prepared, they Mm -hmm. designed the entire uh, rollout strategy, and then Biden comes in office, is like, look what we just did with the vaccines. Right,
1: we're great. We inherited a broken (laughs) system, a completely
0: broken, non-existent system. A a lot of the people who are from the Trump. (laughs) administration who are running this effort are still there yeah you know they're not they're not partisans they're just you know people who are really good at logistics
1: and you know what the record was the the record development time before this yeah for a vaccine from start of the disease to when you have a vaccine for it before now 10 years measles took I, years. I think it was a measles vaccination 10 years
0: i thought there was one for like whooping cough or something that was like more like four or five years
1: Um, Uh, but but still maybe it was multiple years yeah it's a long time it's a lot longer than a year yeah i mean from start to finish this thing happened in less than a year
0: yeah really really, incredible whether you like it or not it is absolutely impossible it's a miracle which is it really is incredible and really more exciting than this particular vaccine is the technology behind the vaccine this mRNA, mrna technology which offers the ability to develop vaccines quickly like this for all not just like pandemics i'm talking about like you know diseases that have existed in the third world for generations and no one's really been able to get them under control because the development is cost is so high and it takes so long and obviously these countries don't have the money and all of this this technology can be adapted really easily to Things we've been fighting for a really long time. Mm -hmm. So I think long term, the upside is even more exciting than just what we have here. We can go back to restaurants in a couple of weeks. But um, we now fully vaccinated in the country, 15 percent of uh, the 18 plus population and 37 percent of 65 plus. So you're going to see, you know, the one thing you're seeing in Israel is they when they break down the death rates from the vaccinated population and the non-vaccinated population, it's remarkable how well this is working. You know, more than half of the deaths right now in cases are coming from only like the 5% of the population uh, that isn't vaccinated in the older groups. Um, Because, and the other 95% of the population is, you know, accounting for uh, less than the 5%, which is really remarkable. You look at it when it comes down, they break it down by age the old the older population their deaths are dropping like crazy in israel and they're down by you know over 70% now as far as just cases overall with the entire population so you know it's encouraging you know what really- do you
1: make of all the stories though of people you know dying within a day or two of this and or or becoming uh uncontrollably shaky for You know, the rest of, I mean, I don't don't know how long it's going to last, but there was, for instance, there was a woman who did a video and she couldn't stop shaking. I mean, Mm -hmm. every part of her body was shaking and it had been going on for days and couldn't stop. And the only thing she could attribute it to was the vaccine. So, I mean, you're hearing these stories uh, and I, I, you know, maybe some people are just not able to handle it. I I don't know. It's
0: possible. I mean, I think, you know, look. Yeah. Science via youtube video is never a good idea are you sure uh, yeah <laughs> that's that 's really? actually the the first scientific principle yeah huh uh don't do huh. science based on youtube videos what about internet stories uh, uh, you know, internet inter-
1: stories are a different thing well, is right? it,
0: if it's forwarded then you, then it's science okay if people forward it enough times it becomes science
1: so like i get it in the in my email yeah. in my inbox mm-hmm. i can take it directly to
0: the bank yes right? definitely i can believe it's true as long as it's the person okay. sending it to you is not the source <laughs> if it's been passed three or four times then it becomes science the, okay i mean look you, you have to look at the <laughs> anecdotal cases as you know what they what they are and and some of them, you know, there there are some people who have had uh, bad reactions to it, I guess. Um, it's pretty mm. minor. I mean, we, we know this, that the people who are taking the vaccine are dying at a much lower rate than people that are not yes. taking the vaccine. And getting
1: including extremely sick at a much lower rate. At a much rate.
0: lower rate. And that's not just COVID. That's overall. Now, there could yeah. be a reason for that, and that people who are maybe healthier and more engaged in the healthcare system are more likely to get the vaccine. But it's certainly not showing... Mm. There's no evidence whatsoever of these effects large, in a large scale. For example, there's a, there's a there's debate going on with this AstraZeneca vaccine in Europe. And uh, AstraZeneca is not approved for use here in the United States. They're in the middle of the, the test that would get it to approval, but it is not approved in the United States yet. It was approved very early on, as you might expect, because it has to do with Oxford uh, in the UK. And that's really what they're using in the UK. It went over to, uh, to Europe, and there's a debate now about a lot of the european countries have pulled it from usage mm-hmm. and they the, because they believe there was i believe five cases of um uh, blood clots or maybe it might have been up to about 30 cases of blood clots related to the astrazeneca vaccine again totally different technology than pfizer and moderna but still it was this this was the concern and so people were freaked out about it they pulled it off the market it's interesting though to look at the numbers there in that Europe, the people that pulled it off the market are saying that blood clots are happening in one in one hundred and sixty seven thousand people who get the vaccine. Now, in, in Britain, who's been using this vaccine the entire time, they're saying it's one in five hundred thousand. So there's a disagreement between one in 167,000 and one in five hundred thousand. However, both of those numbers are better numbers than the population in general. So, the idea that it's the hmm. vaccine causing this the people mm-hmm. more than one in one hundred and sixty seven thousand people just get blood clots on a, on a normal everyday <laughs> life basis so there's no reason to believe none huh. of this, you know none of the science shows that any of this stuff is is happening now look that does not mean, and I, you know i as you can probably tell i'm 'm I'm very pro-vaccine. I want to get back to normal life. I think this is the best path to do it. I Mm -hmm. love what the Trump administration did on this. I love the fact that capitalism was involved. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that the ultimate enemy of every single left-wing newspaper in America, big pharmaceutical companies, were involved. I think it's hilarious. And I love the fact that this is, I feel like the American way out of something like this. We just innovate, come up with something great, and get out of it and go on with our lives. So I do like that. Uh, I am I'm pro. However, nobody... Should be forcing you to take it if you don't want to take it, and that is, you know, we have not seen anyone in the United States yet require it. I and they don't even require it in Israel, but it is something that you could see Gavin Newsom or Andrew Cuomo doing and saying that it no is question. required, and that it, you should not have to take any of these things if you don't want to take them. That's yeah. a, that's an important part of liberty. Even Just if you, like even you if, shouldn't if, have to wear a mask if you don't want to wear right. a mask. Even same if, thing, right? It, like. Even if, even if it was the best idea in the world, you still get to. I mean, look, I, I, you know, I, I would not for. This is a country in which we're not supposed to be forcing people through the government to do pretty much anything. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, with the exception of don't murder, you know, don't steal. There's a bunch of things. There's a few commandments that outline some of these ideas mm-hmm. uh, at one point in an old book. But huh. I mean, really, the government should have very limited. Uh, access to your life and as far as managing it and so you you know the people who are much more skeptical on the vaccine than i am i stand with them in the idea that they should not be forced to take it that's a terrible idea and it also will just turn people off from wanting to take it you know people who are on the fence are just gonna be like screw you don't tell me what to do
1: it's exactly how i'd be if they started to mandate it
0: well now i don't want it yeah (laughs) now i don't want it and the messaging on this has been terrible it's basically like in, in in israel they're saying hey Get the vaccine, then go do what you want. As soon as you're vaccinated, none of these rules apply to you anymore, basically. That's what they're trying to communicate to the people. Uh, that's not entirely true in Israel, but it is, it is what they're trying to communicate. That's the messaging. Here, the messaging is the opposite. It's like, hey, get the vaccine. And then in the year 2027, you'll be able to see another person again. <laughs> you know, you may even be it's able ridiculous. to eat outdoors mm-hmm. in, before 2050. We'll let you know. You know, you, we get to tell you when that happens. And the, and the American people are just like, "Wait a minute, what?" I know.
1: Yeah, and it's if 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 you behave yourself. If you do everything we tell you to do, uh then maybe mm-hmm. you can get together and and have a backyard barbecue uh the 4th of July. We'll see. We'll see. And we'll let you know, by the way. It's I, I do you think any of this pat is
0: them just trying to underplay it? It's like, you know, when when a when an air, airplane uh company, you know, a uh a flight tells you that you're going to be there at three o'clock when they know you're supposed to be there at 2 30 so they have that like that wiggle room in there yes they're just trying to say like it's like he's like oh yes. a million vaccines a day it's like well we're already doing that like he's trying <laughs> to set expectations so low
1: that he's definitely going to clear them mm-hmm. maybe it's just that way i don't know 888-727-BECK more patents two for glenn coming up
0: staying healthy is tough especially if you're uh like me and you have a i have a little bit of a sweet tooth also i like to eat constantly so that's tough it doesn't work very well with health um we just kind of rounded the corner on the new year and they are uh a lot of new year's resolutions be that were made and broken already if you want to get back on the bandwagon let me tell you about built bars now my wife eats these things constantly she told tanya beck about them tanya told glenn about them now glenn loves them as well uh pat you love them as well too uh built bars yes, i do um there's a million different flavors there's like they're like 130 calories something like you know uh, 13 grams of protein. I don't know all the numbers, but uh, there's really low in, in net carbs. It's real chocolate. They've got flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, raspberry, mint brownie. It's it's incredible, uh, and they do a great job coming out with new flavors all the time. Don't give up on your resolution. Built Bar is the answer. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code BECK at 20% off your next order. Promo code is BECK for 20% off. Builtbar.com. Ten seconds. Station ID.
1: you realize this is not FDA approved? None of the vaccines have been FDA approved. Well, yeah. I, I didn't realize that until Fauci was asked that by a uh, a comedian from Mexico the other day. He did an <laughs> interview. I don't know if it's the guy has a podcast. And and it he asked him, I understand, are, are these FDA approved vaccines? And they're not. Well, they're, they're emergency it's to use, use authorized yeah. is uh, what it is.
0: I mean, the FDA approval process takes... I mean, conservatives have complained about this forever. Yeah. You know, like, it takes a long time. Uh, it takes forever. And, mm-hmm. you know, half the time other countries are approving these, um, you know, treatments before we do. Well, we have people dying of slow acting diseases. Mm-hmm. So, in the middle of a pandemic, um, the, you know, you're not going to be able to wait the four years for uh, FDA approval. Uh, but, you know, what I think is interesting about this is I do think it would be very difficult in court to win a battle on requiring it with FDA, without FDA approval. I think so too. Like, which I think if you happen to be skeptical on this and don't want to take it, that yeah. is going to work that, in your favor. That will be something that helps. you. Someone will challenge that. And I think we'll win. I, I don't think you can force someone to take something that is under emergency use authorization. That is a real yeah. stretch when it comes to now. I don't think you should be able to do it anyway, even if it is approved, but you shouldn't be able to force people to take it. But I think with a under emergency youth use authorization, I just don't think that there's any any way you can require it. Now, we've all as conservatives argued for a very long time on right to try uh, legislation, which, by the way, Donald Trump was able to get through. And it's really important because just because you don't get an FDA approved drug, you should be able to try something that's experimental if your life Mm. is on the line. And look, that's where we are. That is where we are, and I right. will say, with with you know, when you get to the point where this gets widely used, you know, we hopefully we'll see the results like Israel is seeing. And really, I don't, I don't know, you're not, you're not going to know for a while because it's really the absence of these massive flare ups which is going to tell the story rather than a drop right now. It's still too early uh, to tell but if we can get back to to life as normal and this becomes mm-hmm. something that is more like the flu we're only like 100 people a day are dying which sucks but uh you know it's uh, something that we were used to right? we're used to that level of
1: risk we're not used to four thousand people a day yeah. from, a, from a virus it's a lot but as far as getting back to normal it's starting to happen we're seeing the first fruits of that uh beginning to sprout up like the Texas Rangers gonna have full capacity when they open up on on opening day
0: against America's team, the Toronto <laughs> Blue Jays. I will be there, America. To America's cover it for you.
1: team from Canada. Yes, yeah, so America's yeah.
0: team. Yeah. Well, actually, Which, Canada won't let them in right now. They can't even play their games at home. So they're they true? really are
1: America's team
0: this time because they won't really have a home at all.
1: This is the Glenn Beck program. American Financing NMLS 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org
0: If you're a homeowner and you're the type who is fiscally responsible, right now you could get uh, just a great new mortgage uh, and you're just a phone call away from a change in your financial life. Mortgage rates began sinking over a year ago and they continued plummeting month after month to the point that lately it hasn't even been weird to see mortgage rates in the two Uh, two percent range and by the way i have one from american financing in the two percent range uh pretty amazing i never thought i'd see mortgage rates in the twos there's absolutely no good reason not to give american financing a call about this what if you could be saving hundreds of dollars a month what if it was a thousand dollars a month can you really ignore that kind of money uh you wouldn't be restarting your loan if you refinanced and you can genuinely save a ton of cash. Get yourself some debt, uh, out of some debt, um, you know, that you have right now, maybe credit cards. Uh, You don't need those high rates. Go to American Financing, family-owned company. They've been uh, helping people like you, like me, for over 20 years. The choice is clear. Call American Financing, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's 800-906-2440.
1: And don't forget to use the promo code GLENN to get $10 off your subscription at BlazeTV.com. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888727 BECK. Uh, looks like to me, I think Sharon Osborne is probably not coming back to the show The Talk, <laughs> no, which I'm going to miss her so much on that show. Me too. Uh, wow, I mean, great the, t- the times I've had watching her on that show, you know, doing whatever it is she does on that show, I think she talks essentially, right? If I'm not mistaken. On the talk, uh, Sharon Talks.
0: That is my understanding of the current situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although I don't think it's lasting very (laughs) long. No, it's Uh not, frankly.
1: Now, she defended Piers Morgan and uh, just kind of defended him that he wasn't racist. She's friends with Piers Morgan, said he wasn't racist, had this little back and forth with one of the other talk people on the talk. And uh, so it created this big controversy. Now the controversy has gotten considerably worse for her. They've actually taken the show off of the air for now because now they're saying that she has actually said racist things to and about people, Uh, including frequently referring to then-co-host Julie Chen, who's Chinese-American, as two really uh, disparaging things, which probably get in trouble for even repeating. Um, And then she apparently said something about Sarah Gilbert, who was the a uh, former co-host and executive producer of the show? I think she kind of developed the show, right? Wasn't it hers? I think hers? she was
0: one of the yeah, one yeah. of the founders of it. You definitely can't say what she said about her. No, though. I definitely can't say that.
1: <laughs> She's a lesbian, and she used very derogatory uh, terms yeah. uh, to.
0: This is a shock. I mean, I, I wouldn't expect to hear foul mouthed terms from an Osborne
1: and <laughs> from Ozzy Osborne's wife. Yeah, I mean, I... right? You, no, you would think only the politest. Of things would come out of her mouth.
0: Yeah, it's really disturbing that you could even hear (laughs) nasty language coming from an Osborne now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Where is our country going? I mean, yeah, sure, he was biting heads off bats on stage, but uh, I expected the most refined uh, culture possible, and (laughs) I didn't get it.
1: I'm surprised. Uh, It is kind of stunning, Um, but I think her career is probably ended now. Yeah. Even though she's not going to have... She's not going to enjoy due process. I mean, I I don't think anybody has to prove she said these things. She says she didn't, obviously.
0: Yeah. As you'd expect, she said she did not do
1: it. Now, Leah Remini,
0: who is also on that show, has come out and said she did say those things to her as well. So there's now, like, multiple people saying that she did say these things. So she's going to have a tough time surviving this. What I think is more interesting... Look, is anyone surprised that Sharon Osbourne would say offensive things like it is literally the reason she's on the show you know she this is her entire persona is saying it's like saying like you think Simon Cowell would say something bad right like mm-hmm. he was not not he's accused of anything like this but like you know he was insulting people that was kind of his, his bag that's why he was on the show yes and you know she was saying mean things and um, some very offensive things uh, about her coworkers, i'm not exactly stunned by this i don't think anyone else is either it's interesting because it's not the it's not the thing that you say that crosses the line here if you're sharon osborne it's the thing you say in defense of piers morgan that makes you a bad person yeah people come out after you because no. you said look piers morgan isn't a racist and then people decide to say well you are uh, how can you mm-hmm. judge piers morgan's racism when you yourself are a racist
1: and if she did say these things, uh, you think you make a pretty strong case that, she, yeah, she is. Although, again, like you said, she denies that she ever said these things.
0: She does. And I think, too, there is an element. When you are a person like an Osborne, I don't, is she a racist? I have no idea. I don't know anything about her heart. I don't know anything about her mind. Uh, you know, But I'm not surprised to see her say something in the most offensive way possible. I mean, like, when she... This was exactly what her entire show was. Like they all just swore. We remember this is the whole gig was they were just swearing mm. all the time. That's the only reason <laughs> she's on television is because she swear she said the F word a lot. Yeah. Right? And then so yeah. it's it's not a surprise that she would come out and instead of saying uh, you know, uh lesbian, she uh She would use some other terms. some other terms that mm-hmm. were very offensive. Mm-hmm. It is uh unsurprising to me. Unsurprising. Um but I, I the same thing happened with the Roseanne Barr situation, though. It's like you know, if you if you want someone who is going to you know to say all the things that you want her to say, you don't hire Roseanne Barr for a job. She was all—I mean, she was literally on television calling for the execution of CEOs a few years before you hired her. What the hell you think she was going to do? Yeah. You think she, you're going to like all of her jokes? <laughs> like, no, she was seriously at, c- calling for guillotines for CEOs of companies. And then yeah, she yes, she also made an offensive joke online. <laughs> I, I don't know. I wasn't surprised by it. And you'd think if you hire someone who has that sort of reputation, you're hiring them knowing about those warts, right? Knowing about the 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 concept that perhaps she was not a great example of someone who's gonna have refined language behind the scenes. That's not it's not it's not a surprise, but again, so she's gonna she's gonna be fired. I don't think there's any way she can survive it, considering there's multiple people uh, saying it. And, you know, it goes like there's this thing that happens that seems to go from, oh, oh God, can you believe her spunk? Oh, she says all these crazy <laughs> things, these offensive things. She's just a spunky lady. And then all of a sudden, the same comment in six months later has a totally different. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a lot of things look really bad when
1: you read them in the pages mm-hmm. of like the New York Times. Jokes don't look good there. Yeah, and if she's really good friends with uh, Sarah Gilbert, who and and they might be, they might be really good friends. Sometimes you say things among friends that, you know, sounds really horrible to other people, but you guys are used to, right? Because you're comfortable with each other and that's what you do. Mm -hmm. It's uh, the Morgan, uh, what's his face, country star. Same thing with him. I mean, I'm sure in the scope of being with his friends, he... They said things all the time. This time he happened to be heard by somebody else. And so he really uh, got whacked for it.
0: Yeah. And look, if, if there are obviously lines to this, right? I mean, like, you know, the fact that you hide your public, your private speech because you're saying, you know, viscerally racist things behind the scenes and you're just hiding mm-hmm. them publicly. That's, you know, that's the type of thing that these scandals are sort of designed to unearth. Right. And that and it might be a good use of those scandals. There's a different a different category that gets applied a lot uh, where people say things that, you know, I mean, you know, we keep coming back to this, this one bachelor story because it's perhaps the clearest example, but like this guy basically came out and said, Hey, this, you know, this 18 year old uh, that was at a sorority and went to an antebellum party. Maybe we should at least hear what she has to say and give her a little grace and see what, what, what was going on in her mind. How dare you? And how dare you? Now, (laughs) since then, Mm she, she, has come out and said, I know, I can't, he shouldn't defend me. I was terrible, I was a terrible human being. <laughs> he came out and said, I didn't realize how terrible of a human being I was. He got fired. I was suspended first, now basically fired. And now the, she wound up winning. Did you know this? Winning The Bachelor? No. The girl who... who no, the girl who the, went the to lady, the antebellum yeah, party? She actually won The Bachelor. They oh had the nice gosh. thing. Everything was working out fine. Now The Bachelor learned about her racist past, quote unquote, and now broke it off with her because of that. Because she went to an antebellum party as a sorority girl. Oh my gosh. I mean, it is completely ridiculous. ridiculous. There is no reason Mm. to believe any of the people associated with the story are racists. And I think everybody on earth knows it. No, except for the person
1: who wore the dress, right? The antebellum dress. No. Clearly she's racist. No. No, it was a dress that Southerners wore so well
0: here's the thing pat mm-hmm. uh, um the best halloween costume i ever had in my entire life when i was a little kid i was a three-headed skeleton and you think that doesn't sound like a great costume at all no no it was a, my head in the middle and two mm-hmm. inflatable heads on the side and every house we went to said oh, oh three-headed skeleton i guess you get three pieces of candy then huh <laughs> and it happened over and over and over again it was incredible the greatest night of my life mm-hmm. i did not however take up the opinions of other three-headed skeletons after wearing the costume i i don't know what their opinions might be Mm -hmm. but i was not influenced by the costume i was wearing i did not become that person i did not advocate for everything three-headed skeletons have done in the past i did not take on the personality of a three-headed skeleton
1: then why did you appropriate their culture (laughs) why'd you do that
0: because that's not how costumes (laughs) work when you dress Mm -hmm. up as someone's uh, captain kirk mm-hmm. you don't become captain kirk mm-hmm. when you dress up as freddy krueger you don't become a actual murderer you're dressing up mm. uh, representing you know think of all the costumes that this would apply to if you dress up as i mean is burger king taking on all of the you know the the uh, the, uh, the the uh, personality and, and opinions of past kings who are executing their constituents i don't think so it seems like a guy trying to sell burgers It's not the way costumes work. Costumes don't make you the people you're dressing as. Do I really need to
1: explain this? I'm glad America has this opportunity to hear the hatred that (laughs) spews out of your mouth on such a regular basis. I just. Wow. I just feel like this should be obvious. (laughs) And it's not. So stupid. Now, that's different than what we're
0: we're talking about here. But it just seems like everything gets, you know, blamed on this stuff right now there's a story we were talking about briefly off the air uh, from i think it's connecticut and it's a woman who went into a a a bank and wanted to get her money the money that she had deposited a check the check had cleared and uh the teller this is the quote it says she say, she hands me my license and says i don't feel comfortable giving you the money uh so i get confused and i said you don't feel comfortable she said well you just deposited the check yesterday and she said, well, the check is cleared. And she said, oh, yeah, it cleared. The money is available. I just don't feel comfortable giving it to you.
1: No. No. what is the person trying to get the money a minority? And that's the story, Pat. Yes. The person who I oh, wanted no. to get the money was black. So she wasn't comfortable because... Because she's black. A minority can't handle their own money now my guess is, that, is, that is it? right that's that's <laughs> the accusation i can't give you your money because you're black now look i don't
0: know hmm. the, the exact story so i of Seems course strange. you leave these things open because we want to have results of whatever investigation might occur
1: do they admit that the teller said i'm not comfortable giving you your money uh she said
0: they they say they can't comment on why because of security reasons but she did say it they don't confirm it They they, okay. they say they're investigating it But again, like...
1: That's bizarre.
0: Are there any other black customers at the bank? Right? Like, you know, I guess you could prove this pretty easily, right? Are they giving other black customers their money? Right? That would kind of indicate maybe that it's not about the color of the skin. I have to imagine... Connecticut's not exactly... uh, you know uh, uh, a haven for the kkk i don't don't know exactly if Mm -hmm. if uh, i would like i just don't even understand how a policy like that could exist in 2021 right what do you mean you're not going to give black people the money out of their own accounts (laughs) like i just can't be the explanation for this but it it just immediately we jump down these roads every single time right if it can be if if we can take the worst accusation the most divisive thing to say about someone and apply it to them we just do Whether there's evidence of it or not, there is no evidence. This guy, Chris Harrison from The Bachelor, has any racist attitudes whatsoever. He didn't even advocate for the party. He didn't even defend her. He didn't even say, hey, of course she should be able to go to a stupid dress-up party. All he said was, we should give her some grace, and we should at least
1: hear what she has to say first.
0: And for that, that he was a multi-million
1: dollar job. Apparently, yeah. Uh, wow. 888 beck more patents too for Glenn. Coming up. How much time would you like to spend grilling every week? My, you know, I think
0: everybody's answer is more. How much more time would you like to spend if you didn't have to stand there the whole time and make sure that nothing got burned, especially if the weather, if it's going to get super hot in the summer coming up, wherever you are, or if it's cold where you are now. Uh, what if the grill did the work for you and you got to just kind of stay inside in the perfect climate control? Such things are no longer uh, in the halls of science fiction, Because with the smart grill technology, Rectech has revolutionized the way you cook. It grills, it smokes, it even bakes, and it adjusts its own temperature to make sure that you're getting the perfect cook every single time. You can control it from an app on your phone or device, which is great for those hot days when you just want to sit inside the air conditioning. Ah, yes. But don't take my word for it. You should get the time to A, B, compare the Rectech to its competitors. What you're going to find, though, is that Rectech doesn't really have competitors. They just have pretenders. Rectech. Follow them on social media, R-E-C-T-E-Q. Sign up for their newsletter, Rectech with a Q at the end, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com, Rectech.com.
1: It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program, AAA 727 beck uh Mitch McConnell has warned of a scorched earth Senate if the filibuster goes away. I'm glad that they're at least trying to trying to do something that would prevent the Democrats from just driving over the top of them completely and just getting anything done they want to in the next at least the next 2 years before the midterm elections. Um so at least they're trying to prevent uh, the nuclear option from happening mm. because I, th- I think that's exactly where we're headed.
0: It does see- well. They're not going to get rid of the filibuster because Joe Manchin promised us that he wouldn't <laughs> vote for it. You have to understand <laughs> his word is as good as gold <laughs> in every way possible. <laughs> is it? Oh, I trust him. You're implicitly. talking about the incredibly moderate uh, Joe, Manchin. Joe Manchin. Yes, and he will stand up against this. He will not show one little bit of wavering. With the exception of the wavering, he's already done. And, of course, the wavering he has scheduled for next week.
1: <laughs> um, but, uh, but just that amount of wavering yeah. and then no more.
0: He's not going to get rid of the filibuster, Pat. Okay. They're just going to get rid of the filibuster on votes where they don't want the filibuster. Oh, They're just going to reform it so that okay. when they need hmm. to pass something with only 50 votes, they can just pass something with 50 votes. That's not getting rid of the filibuster. The filibuster will still be there in some way.
1: But I'll, I'll tell you, it's, it's just not there for that important vote. And that no, vote is and, too important and look, to the Re- allow the filibuster. You see what the Republicans are doing. I do. They're
0: getting I mean, in I, the I, way I of progress yeah. in every way possible.
1: Well, McConnell promised uh, that the Senate would become a 100 car pileup where even the most basic aspects of business would be blocked. He would grind it to a legislative halt if Democrats uh, engaged the nuclear option. That bastard. Mm. You know he will, too. You know he will. Yep. And that's why, like you said, they'll only eliminate the filibuster for really important things. And then, you know, it'll serve McConnell right, frankly.
0: hmm. It'll serve him right. Yeah. I mean, look, they couldn't have predicted these Republicans would be so obstructionist. <laughs> so they have to make this maneuver. Uh, they didn't want to. I mean, I promised on CNN uh-huh. over and over again I wouldn't do it. And I don't, so I don't, I don't take this lightly, but these Republicans are just too much. They're too well, they far away. The they forced his hand. They forced his hand. There's nothing <sighs> we could do. It's really their fault when you think about it. This is the Glenn Beck program.